0: Good evening and welcome. It's Monday night. This is the Independence Gang. I'm your host JV along with co-host Britt Griffith. Britt, I need your help right out of the blocks here because I'm reading a comment in our YouTube chat. You ready for this? It says, it's from Marianne. It says, JV, I saw a Hallmark Christmas movie that had the guy played Sam in brunch notice. I don't know what that means. Does anybody know what what that means? Does
1: sam brunch notice
0: <laughs> I oh wait somebody clarified that's bruce campbell marianne okay so i think there might be a typo in there anyway i was a little confused i'm like brunch notice why would this mean something to me and i don't watch hallmark christmas movies so none of it made any sense to me anyway welcome to the show we've got a great one for you and i appreciate everybody filing into the chat rooms uh Welcome, regardless of the platform that you're watching or listening on, we appreciate you joining us. We've got two terrific guest panelists with us tonight. Chase has been here. You we were just here. What would you? Are you paying yeah. Brit off, Chase? Are you like yes. s- slipping him twenties to be, <laughs> or is he slipping yes. you twenties to be well, on the It's
2: forties now. Forty dollars now because of inflation.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, Biden! If Biden strikes again, Desi, welcome <laughs> yeah. back to the show. It's been a while since you've been with us. We appreciate you being here, of yeah. course.
3: No problem. I like being here. <laughs> it's been hard with
0: scheduling conflicts. So. Yeah, I know. I understand that. Why are you waving, Britt? Do you have something to say? My hand is up. I have a comment, and you're ignoring me. This is not Mr. Johnson's third grade class where you put your hand up and be rec- But what do you have? What, what do you need to say?
1: Why does Marianne think you watch Hallmark movies? What I don't kind know. Of it's are you, it's, it's up? you need to re- <laughs> you need to reevaluate yourself. It's
0: it's very strange. I do know that. Um, that uh, Bruce Campbell is a horror star, horror film star, and I I produce a series of horror conventions. So I think I think there was just some mis- weird words there uh, that got screwed up, and I think she meant to say the guy from Evil Dead or something. I don't know, but Bruce—that's who Bruce Campbell is. Evil Sam. Is that what it is, Sam? I don't know.
1: Okay. I'm just, you know, I now I have this vision of you being a goody tissues Home, I can see you on the on the couch with your sweater on, holding your little kitty cat with a box of tissues, watching Hallmark movies. Now, I have that. Yeah, I don't I do. do that. All right, let's get started. There's just, as you, you and I said, you and I said, Britt, we have too much to uh,
0: get to and not enough time to do it. So let's get started with this stuff. I just want to know, kind of quickly, about this one: what it, how it makes people think or feel. Uh, there's a new poll out that says it is a historic pro-GOP voting gap heading into the midterm elections, with the potential to pick up 70 seats in the House. Uh, it, oh, my God. This is a historic margin, and it, it, it predicts the largest gain in House seats in the modern voting era. Republicans are over Democrats by 13 points right now, 51% to 38%. Chase, uh, this article does cite inflation as being the major motivator, which concerns me a little bit because if inflation moderates, I don't know if that takes away some of the edge, or do you think there are other issues that are involved in making people uh, poll this way?
2: Well, I I think if we look at Virginia, I think the the obvious uh, answer there is that it had more to do with what was happening in the schools, right? So it could just be that voters who typically vote for Democrats are fed up with what's happening in the schools. And even though they still identify as Democrats, they're willing to uh, vote for conservative leadership when they don't have faith in Democratic leaders to protect their children from being accused of being inherently racist or evil because of their race.
0: Desi, even more telling here is that there's a huge 20-point gap. So the 13-point gap was of all voters. There's a 20-point gap among independents who would choose a generic Republican over a generic Democrat by a margin of 48% to 26%. What do you think is on the mind of independents?
3: Well, I think that the liberal, the left, is just getting too far left. Um, You know, the independents, I think they've done polls before, where now they're even closer um to gop because liberals are just gone too far they're into socialism and communism and you know most independents are what libertarian and so i mean i know a lot of libertarians that love trump so it doesn't surprise me that 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 group of people would tend to vote towards gop
0: and brit the gap is apparently historic but it's even more telling Because in this particular survey, which hasn't been done in the past, they actually offered a third option as uh, some other candidate or not sure. So they actually offered four. I'm not sure if the not sure and some other candidate were the same were the same option. But usually they don't do that. They say Republican or Democrat. This time they had the third option and Republicans still fared very, very well.
1: Well, we got uh, I mean, it's nice to hear. I have faith, I hope. But this is my fear. We get all excited. We elect these Republicans who say they're going to do X, Y, and Z, and they get in there and they just become rhinos. They just Thank fall you. in line. They get into the machine and then they just fall in line and they do exactly what the machine tells them to do. Um, or they were basically paid to say one thing, knowing that they're part of the machine. And we're going to make the American people feel like they've made a choice. but They're really not. We're going to make them feel like they made a choice. Uh, and then we're gonna put them in. That's why I will only vote for people that uh, that that Trump, the Trump machine, you know, the the Bannon, the Trump. Whoever they pick out and say mm, that's who we need to go for, that is my support. If it's coming out of the the G the was it the the it's the DCCC, Triple C then what's the it's a what's the Republican
0: National Committee RNC
1: RNC thank you RNC that's what I was going for. If if it's being recommended by the RNC or Mike Pence or any of that nah uh uh. It's, it's got to come from the Trump orbit. The people that were there in the beginning of Trump, which are the Bannons and the uh, uh, that world, uh, those are the ones I'll support. Um, anybody else? Basically, uh-uh. it, because we, anyone being prosecuted, <laughs> yeah, <well, laughs> and the being, being prosecuted? prosecuted, yeah, I'm voting for you. That's who I'm supporting. <laughs> uh, no, that's a, actually that is a, a brilliant <laughs> observation. If, yeah. if you're being prosecuted by the J Six Commission, if you're being prosecuted by the 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 Eastern New York District, whatever the hell it is, that's who I'm supporting that's who i'm voting for they're america first everybody needs to get behind them that's where i'm at we just got to be careful that's all i'm saying jv we got to be careful that we don't get lulled into this sleep and then they run us over with rhinos
0: well i think it's also very important we've made the point on the show before that once we win an election, regardless of what the election is, we can't just walk away and think our job is done. At that point, we need to hold those elected officials—whether it's the president, or a senator, or a Congress member—we have to hold them accountable for what they do and make sure they know how we feel about every issue, not just not just at the at the poll when we vote. So uh, that's part of our responsibility. I do want to mention that Newt Gingrich, Chase, said, um, I believe an immediate. Consistent and effective Republican application of the lessons of 2021 could lead to a 40 to 70 seat gain in the House, at least a four seat gain in the Senate and gains in governorships, state legislatures and local offices, including school boards next year. How important are those local elections?
2: Well, I think local elections are probably the most important elections and the most underrated elections because they don't get national coverage, right? So you don't see them on the corporate media um, uh, newsreels all the time. But frankly, local elections have the greatest impact on... uh, on, on communities than any other election. And that's the way it's supposed to be in the United States. Right. So when the, the, the more important the federal elections become relative to the local elections, the bigger of a problem we have in America, in my opinion. Uh, so, you know, I think they still remain very important and it's a good thing that they're, they're, they're very important. Just, just because they're not boring, doesn't mean they don't matter. Or excuse me, just because they're more boring doesn't mean that they don't matter.
0: That is such a great point about when they be, when the federal, elections become more important than the local elections. We haven't we've have, something's out of whack. There's something that's tipped in favor of the machine. Uh Desi, one of the things I find very, very curious is that this infrastructure bill just passed and now the Build Back Better Act passed Congress. It's in the Senate. Even Joe Manchin is now saying that he thinks we can he they can get it done by Christmas. It's almost as though the Congressional Democrats, all two hundred ten, is that the right number, of them are just in lockstep, marching over the cliff with Nancy Pelosi leading them. Why are they so willing to sacrifice themselves, disregard their constituents, and, and pursue this progressive leftist agenda?
3: Because they're going know they're going to lose in 2022. So they're going to pass all this crap. You know, I mean, that's, that's their agenda. So they're going to have to push it all through right now while they can, until they get voted out. I mean, that's the only thing they can do. I've seen that coming since Biden got in office. Everything they've pushed through has been quick, quick, quick. And everybody's agreeing with it because everybody's paid money off top of these bills. And, you know, they get, what, like five minutes to read a 6,000-page bill. Nobody knows what's in there right off the bat when they go to vote for it. But they know because they're told what to vote for. It's getting ridiculous. Do you
0: think, though, that maybe if they didn't all – I mean, some of them have to be in somewhat – Uh, maybe swing districts or moderate districts that maybe if they didn't follow this agenda, they wouldn't be in fear of losing their seats.
3: I don't, I think at this point, like you see in Biden's approval ratings, you've seen all these approval ratings. They're just going down and down. They know they're not going to win. I mean, it's like, why not go ahead and just rush all this stuff through there? Yeah, know, That's the way I see it. And there's money off the top. Money speaks to everybody. So,
0: yeah. Uh, changing the subject, Britt, Kamala Harris came out today in her effort to build herself back better, and she's touting a plan to shore up doc- the doctor shortage with a $1.5 billion healthcare care initiative. Uh, they're trying to make her become the kinder, gentler Kamala Harris. But let's start with uh, a couple of videos from the speech she gave today Um she says it's a healthcare initiative to shore up doctor shortages, but listen to this statement.
4: So it has been nearly two years since this, since the pandemic began in so many ways, our nation has been tested. Our nation's resilience has been tested and so has our persistence. Our nation's ingenuity has been tested and so has our commitment to equity. So I will focus today on our collective commitment. To equity,
0: so it seems like it's something other than doctor shortages. And knowing how many doctors, nurses, and other healthcare professionals have been forced out of the profession due to vaccine mandates, and now we're talking equity. Uh, you think those two things are related in some way?
1: Yeah, I I I am blown away at this push for quote unquote equity. It doesn't work. Although we got to think about this, Jv. The government is where the dumb of the dumb go. If you can't survive in the private world, you end up working for the government. So they want that equity in government because they can't survive in the world world because they are dumb. So they end up in government. I mean, how else do you explain Fauci? Well, Fauci's dumb, but maniacally evil and apparently doesn't like animals because he tortures the hell out of them. Um. But because they are of that mindset where everything has to be equal because we're in government, because we're all equally dumb, we got to push this out on the real world because when the government collapses, we're going to need a job out there in the real world. So we want the equity. And if I'm if if, if I'm a multiracial female lesbian um alien, illegal alien, I should be just as well-paid as the person who went and got the highest education they could, got a PhD, educated themselves in the world of whatever, mathematics, whatever, and now they're the top-paid scientist making a million dollars an hour, they think that just because of who they are, they should get that same thing. Because of equity. We're all even. And Wait, you know what that means? It's communism. They want communism. Because... And again, you know what? I'm going to ask Chase this time instead of JV. What is what is it to each from their to each their from each those from their according ability, to
2: to their ability to those according to their need
1: to their need. It's yep. communism. It is communism. It is communism. And I have a video, JV. This is all coming back to me. I have a video. This is from a march in New uh, a march in New York City. Now I'm gonna check my equalizer real quick because I'm pretty confident I didn't turn on the audios, which I did not. But this is a march from New York City from this weekend and listen to what they're chanting. Is communist revolution. The only solution is communist revolution. The only solution
4: is communist revolution. That's right, we need communists.
1: There's a couple thousand people in this march. from in- There's a couple thousand people in this JV and they're screaming for communism. All of these people in this video, in this video, and as I point at my camera and you can't see me because I always forget to switch back. But all the people in this video, look at they're wearing everything that was created by capitalism, and they live in the richest city to live in. They get their lattes. They have their $500 jackets. They got their little custom-made beanies that are probably made by slave labor in China. And they want communism. Do they not realize when communism comes, they're all in the ditch? They don't get it. This is communism. It's a communist. It's a I'm going to keep it short. I'm going to shut up now. I, have I think you've
0: already people. you've already lost that war. <laughs> yeah. of keeping it short.
1: Uh Yeah, no exactly. Yeah, no no, they don't know.
0: They don't understand. I think there should be a penalty for everyone who chants that, says that, writes that. And that penalty should be go to to be go to go somewhere like one of the former Soviet republics and live there for 6 months. And uh and and even though they're not they're not communist at this point, they're close to it in many ways and they will learn very very quickly what uh, blessings capitalism delivers. Anyway, Chase, I want to continue with this Kamala Harris thing. Uh, this may give you a little bit of a reassurance.
4: The president and I asked members of our task force to advise us, not just on COVID-19 disparities, but on how we get at the root of all the disparities in the healthcare system that we face.
0: So once again, Kamala Harris is on to fighting the root causes. We haven't heard enough of that phrase, root causes.
2: Yeah. So if you actually look at the numbers, I did the research on this a couple of months ago, and I could be wrong, but I'm not. Uh, there are like 50 fewer hospitals in the United States than there were in 2019. So if there's such a, a damn shortage of hospitals, and if we're at such capacity issues, and there's so, there's there's a crisis in our urban areas, which are, are disproportionately minority communities, right? If there's a crisis, then how come we have fewer hospitals than we had two years ago before the pandemic even started? And the answer is that the regulations are so screwed up in our healthcare that we've made it virtually impossible to start a hospital. Now, I could actually be wrong about this, but I believe based on a guest I had on my podcast um, uh, uh, fairly recently, who's in the healthcare industry, that in order for a new hospital to be built, the existing hospitals in the community actually have to sign off on it. So only once capacity is, is so overwhelmingly an issue that existing hospitals aren't worried about the threat of competition, will another hospital be open? So I, you know they talk and talk and talk about all these regulations and all these rules they need to make in order to uh, uh, catalyze equity. But when push comes to shove, everything that they do makes it more and more difficult for people to get the services and products that they need.
0: And you're absolutely right about that. Uh, I have a good friend who is an executive at a hospital. I've talked about him several times on the program because he feeds me information. And the amount of regulations and restrictions involved not just in opening a hospital, but just running a hospital and trying to do it and deliver care, it's its overwhelming. It is. It is, uh, And it's just getting worse. Uh, let's see. Next cut from uh, Kamala Harris. Um, let's see if this reassures you at all, Desi.
4: Our nation must invest in a healthcare workforce that looks like America and provide access to equitable healthcare for all
0: Americans. First question there is What does it matter what the healthcare professionals look like? When you show up in an emergency room having been mangled in a car crash, do you care what those people look like that are going to save your life? Does it matter to you?
3: First off, I'm just excited that she could get through that whole speech without cackling nervously. Can we just give her a round of applause for that, okay? Yes, yes. But, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that that's what I think about, like when, you know, like even when it was an emergency, like I went to have my children, right? I don't think I was like, oh, look, there's no, there's no African Americans in here. Oh, look, there's no Hispanics in here. Like, I don't think that's something that really crosses your mind if you're not a racist person. Because this equity thing of having, you know, all faces of America in there, why don't you just hire someone that's good for the job, that's qualified for the job, that's good at what they do, that the way they look should have nothing to do with this, as well as I don't think she knows what an American looks like, a true American patriot looks like.
0: Desi, what you're talking about there is almost heresy anymore. It's a meritocracy, which is a a fundamental tenet of capitalism, which, as you just saw in the clip that Britt played, is something that uh, apparently the generation uh, that's following us doesn't seem to have an interest in anymore. Uh, Britt, what is equitable health care? Who is not getting health care that needs it, that uh, is is, is, is not getting it because of what they look like? Or where? where is this... Problem exist.
1: All I know is, if you're hurt, you can walk into any emergency room and you will get service. I mean, that's the way it works in America. I mean, everybody technically does have, does have, healthcare. Um, I do find it amazing. um, Like when we are, we're we're having COVID spikes here in California, and uh, you know they're freaking out. Oh my God, this hospital is overrun and can't take anybody in. Well, it's the county hospital that normally runs at 105 percent from day to day. Regardless, but if you go three blocks down to Hogue, the rich hospital, they got plenty of room. Oh, and you know what? If you show up in the emergency room, they have to take you. So it's a game they're playing. It's 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 also to drive the wedge. Equity is racism. They are racist people. They only look at people via color. The only reason that Kamala Harris has that job is she's a biracial, probably bisexual female. That's why she was picked for that job. You heard it here um, first. The only reason that Joe... The only reason that Joe Biden, that Joe Biden is in that office is because he's a, he is, he is mentally compromised and they needed someone that they could push around being the blob. I mean, the, the underlings, the Obama administration, which Joe Biden's administration, I heard the other day was like, oh, the Joe Biden administration is like 87% of Obama people are in his office. So. They needed someone they could push around, so that's why Joe Biden's there. Uh, Pete Buttigieg is doing what he's doing because he's gay. You can go down the list. They, they had little tick boxes. It, it's all about who you are. When people look at life via what your color, what your race, what you're this, what, they are the racist people. Democrats. Racist since the beginning of time. They invented the KKK. They didn't want blacks to sit in the front of the bus. They didn't want the, the Equal Rights Act passed. They didn't want women to vote. You know, it was all Democrats. It's all Democrats. They or the racist, all they, they do everything via this color of someone's skin or the, the people that they choose to sleep with. I don't know their sexual orientation. Uh, listen, I've got another cut here. This is well.
0: this is not um, this is not Kamala Harris, but I want to. I thought it was interesting. This is actually from a PBS uh, news program over the weekend. Uh,
4: Tam, what Tam is saying is is totally correct, which is trying to find Trumpism without Trump is what he also seems to be saying. Which is you can keep the policies that everybody loved, just let's leave the conspiracy theories and the the uh, tweeting and all of the behavior stuff that people didn't like. Leave that on the cutting room floor. Except that that part of who Trump is, is what made Trumpism appealing to a lot of voters. And so that's also the challenge for Republicans because it's not just about policy. It's not just, well, we liked taxes and judges and things like that, so as long as I do that and also have Trump's maybe endorsement or have made a little bit of um, what made Trump special, Mm -hmm. I can succeed.
0: So they're talking about, uh, uh, they're kind of reviewing Chris Christie's uh, recent comments and discussions, and that's Amy Walter. It's a PBS show, uh, Chase. And in the beginning of that statement, she's actually praising the policies that Donald Trump put into place during his four years of president without any coloration of them, just completely praising them.
2: Yeah, I was really surprised to hear that from Pete Buttigieg.
1: Jesus.
2: I don't know. What, I don't know what to say. I mean, I, frankly, the whole time I was watching her, I was totally distracted by the fact that she looks like a combination of Rob Lowe and Pete
0: Buttigieg. And she wears. She's obviously. She's she's, she's wearing she's wearing Pete Buttigieg's clothes too. I mean, those are definitely that's definitely his suit. That's definitely his suit, yes. That's a suit, right? Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, that has to be his suit. Well, well, well. Desi, um, then she goes on to say they want those policies, but they don't want the the tweeting and the, the combativeness. I don't know what word she uses in there. But she says, but that is really part of what Trump is. So that also is appealing to the people that support Trump. I don't know. Can you make heads or tails out of out of it?
3: What she's saying is people want Trump. That's what she's saying. There's no other way. She can she can navigate that however she wanted. But we like the whole idea of Trumpism. Okay, there's not like part part parts and pieces that we like. We like all of it. We like who Trump is as a whole, who his party was as a whole. These conspiracy theories that what well, all of them pretty much came true. Yeah. You know, it's like she 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 navigates this as in like. He had good policies, and they loved his policies, but they also loved him, and they loved his mean tweets, and they loved this side of him. Well, then just say we loved him. Like, that's what it's going to have to take is someone like that. <laughs> There's no other way around it. I thought so.
0: it was it was an interesting interesting admission, at least, uh, Britt, to have – her uh, commend and and uh, offer some praise for the policies that Joe Biden has completely reversed all of by the way. So comment on that, do what you uh you know say what you need to there and then take it where you want to go.
1: Yeah, they're freaking out. They they're literally freaking out because the disastrous policies of the Marxist communist Obama administration which is running the Biden administration um is now affecting their lives. Um, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just going to roll right into this. It's affecting their life. So I have four videos, but I just took a screen cap of all of them. I'm just going to put that up. The policies are affecting them. Gas prices are affecting their kids and their friends that are, uh, that are, um, on the poor side of things. So this is, uh, the mobs that are hitting Frisco right now. Flash mobs robbing everybody. Um, this is a, a high-end convenience, uh, a jewelry store. In the fashion district um yeah it's crazy uh and then there here's this one this was uh this is the the neiman marcus one or uh the nordstrom one in frisco hitting the high-end stuff so it, it's starting to affect starting to affect their world and they have to push back on this because it's getting too close to home it's like uh chase it's like that basketball player that lives in beverly hills that was like. Uh, was, uh, was uh, oh, burn it down, burn it down. Then when they were down the street in Beverly Hills, it was like, get out of my area. What are you doing here? They're freaking out. And they now realize that, holy shit, Trump actually had some good plans and good ideas. And uh, maybe we want those back because, man, I'm not making as much money as I used to. Or my partner, who is the breadwinner, just got laid off and their company's sucking hind tit. So I don't have the gravy train anymore. So I think they're realizing that it's getting too close to home. Yeah,
2: they hate it when you steal their unread copy of the autobiography of Malcolm X that's all i, I got know, man I, I, never, I thought that never, was pretty I good Yeah, it
0: was good i just never know i never know if you're finished or you're just kind of waiting for you know giving the no, pause no. for Isn't the that what laughter Le- lebron
2: or? was like on page three or whatever of uh, the autobiography of malcolm x and yeah. they were like what do you think so far he's like oh i read the foreword <laughs> that's what i was joking exactly. about
1: <laughs> no i just think it's funny we had the conversation before the show about how much stuff we have keep it short you're like two sentences and out it's like Wait, that's not what do I do with this? Yeah, yeah. You tell me to keep All it right. short. I'm just offering zingers, man. Sing. <laughs> okay, I'll go with that. All right, so so, so desi so I'm gonna hearken back to what JV had and then to what you just said. Does she not know America? Because Trump is America. As much as the elites, the rich elites on the coast. Don't want to believe it up in their little ivory towers, drinking their 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 sweet champagne, teetotaling, you know, you know, away from the masses. The masses are Donald Trump. We are aggressive. Uh, take no shit. Get our hands dirty. Do it ourselves. We don't need to be pampered. And we stay quiet. Americans are king at not reacting until it's a crisis. And when it's a crisis, we snap. And we tend to kill a lot of people when that happens. World War Two, World War One. Mm-hmm. Are, are they, are, are they, are, are they realizing that shit, we need, we need the masses of America that normally get the stuff done?
3: Well, let's not forget before he was in office, how much they adored him. Right. They loved Trump. Trump oh, yeah. was like, you know, he was their buddy, buddy. And then as soon as he got elected, it was like, I don't know. I don't even know what happened. Like, what happened between then and there? I don't know. But, um, I mean, they, they know, they know that they don't have us on their side like you see you know all these like Hollywood well we don't need Hollywood anymore since the pandemic nobody nobody cares nobody cares about who went to the Oscars and who was wearing what like that doesn't even appeal to people anymore people do not care in any way shape or form what they have to say or who they voted for who they want to vote for what vaccine they want to like, go care about that anymore and I think it's starting to show So they're like oh crap what do we do you know
1: Exactly. Yeah. No. Exactly. So, JV. <clears throat> sorry. Excuse me. So, Biggie, backing up what Desi just talked about the, the the culture. It's like it's like the culture because of the pandemic woke up a little bit and said, "Whoa, this is a little more fragile." And you know, this inflation thing's out of control. This crime is out of control. It's almost like we're back in the '70s, and Mayor Dinkins is running the country.
0: Uh, Yeah, it seems like what uh, was happening in New York in the 70s before Giuliani got a hold of it and fixed it is happening around the country now, but it's still mostly blue areas. But it's funny, as we've all pointed out here, and I have this article uh, for later, but I don't need to now because I can bring it up here. uh, Storefronts of a Louis Vuitton and a Saks Fifth Fifth Avenue storefront on Rodeo Drive were damaged, windows broken, they didn't get inside to steal anything. But when it starts to get into those neighborhoods, when it starts to spill out into the protected places, then people will, at least the people who have uh, encouraged it all along, will start to disencourage it or discourage it, or uh, they'll they'll start to c- claim there's a problem. And we're starting to see that. We're starting to see it spill out that way. We need to be tough on crime this is not some new revelation that we're starting to recognize this is what we've been saying all along and yeah the pandemic has has made us rethink a lot of things uh, Desi pointed out, you know, we don't care what Hollywood says anymore, which is why I think they're becoming so shrill. They say, look at me, look at me, and if you won't look at me for the movie I just made, look at me for the stupid political statement I just made. Just please look at me. That's what they're doing. Yep. And they're getting more shrill and louder because people are less less concerned with what they have to say. The pandemic has pulled the curtain back on a lot of things. Donald Trump started pulling the curtain backs on a lot, back on a lot of governmental things, media things, And then the pandemic kind of finished the job with education, with this uh, defund the police stuff, with the Black Lives Matter stuff, with the Antifa stuff. So there's a great awakening happening. And I can only hope that we all learn our lesson and we take those lessons to the polls. And again, as I said, not just on voting day, but we hold those people we elect accountable once they're there until the point they're no longer there.
1: Exactly. So, Chase, so. I have uh, several videos of foreign countries and pushing back since we're talking about the pandemic now. So I took screen caps of this. I do have the videos if we need to play them. but the upper left is Greece and their candlelight vigil. Uh, the upper right is, uh, is Austria. The lower right is France. And the lower left is uh, Australia. And this is the minister talking about how the troops in one of their provinces is uh, they're having army people. Collect people up, throw them in army vehicles and taking them to... Uh, that big camp they built that was supposed to be voluntary, which is now apparently not voluntary. So my question to you, Chase, is is, is what do all these countries have in common? And no guns. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Their government doesn't fear them, but they do this kind of stuff every week for the last 13 weeks. We've seen this on the weekends, all this pushback, but their governments keep marching forward. Will they ever? Although France is different. France is known for beheading their leaders. But in general, will they ever get their rights back or get back to some kind of normalcy? Or is this there forever now? You
2: know, I am not smart enough to know for sure how that's, how this is all going to play out. But what I can say is, when you have nothing, you have nothing to lose. And there will come a time where people will not comply. And all tyranny requires submission. All dominance requires submission. And... You, know, you, can really, you can really pressure a people or a person to submit to, to their breaking point, but it ultimately is a choice. Viktor Frankl wrote a great book called Man's Search for Meaning. He was in um, one of the death camps. Uh, he was a Jew during uh, World War II. And one of his famous sentiments is that you can't control your environment, but you can always choose how you respond to it. And so if the people respond appropriately to tyranny, then tyranny will eventually fail. Regardless of how disenfranchised they are, or, disem- or disempowered, unempowered they are, uh, or um, uh, t- uh, exploited they are, there's always
1: an option. Yeah, it always fails eventually. Now, whether it's what 70 years is what Russia lasted, uh, USSR lasted, or mm-hmm. you know, some of them last longer. I mean, hell, how long has Cuba been going in this miserable state? So, Desi. So again, that 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 photo of all those countries, you know, uh, all these people pushing back. And what Chase said is they have no guns. And I've, I've done a lot of reading on this. In America, there are so many small arms in private hands that the, the government can't send the troops in. They, 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 they just can't dominate us. But all these countries don't have the guns, so their governments don't fear them. What do they have to do to get their government to, 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 to straighten out? To, the governments just keep marching and doing what they're doing no matter how big the protests are. It blows my mind.
3: I don't know what you do when you don't have guns because we have guns. So I know it'll make it a lot harder here. But, like in Australia, you know, that guy that's going to take people to the quarantine camps or whatever you want to call them, concentration camps. If you, I just don't understand why there, there are so many people that are okay with that. So you have these people that, you know, that do go and protest, that do this, but they also still have people that think that this is all good, that this is, the good, this is good for the for the country, this is good for everybody's health. And so they've been brainwashed into think that this is okay. So that's why they keep pushing it because they still have people that are complying. So why wouldn't they? I mean, until every single person is like, this is enough and you fight back and you fight back, it's just gonna continue because they still have lots of people that, I mean, I see it everywhere, like that comment on stuff and they're like, Oh, this is so great! Look how cool this is. You know, like I wish our country would do this. You know, and it's just like, how are people still so brainwashed into thinking that this is good? You know, it's crazy
1: to me. Uh, mainstream media propaganda works. I now completely understand how Hitler did it with <laughs> Go- Goebbels, right, Jv? Goebbels. Propaganda mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Goebbels. Propaganda minister. Goebbels. So I'm gonna, pl- I'm gonna, Jv, I'm gonna play this Australian guy talking about this, uh, this minister. Talking about rounding people up, and then uh, I just wanted—I just want to hear your comments on what this guy's talking about. Which remember, two weeks ago, this was a complete conspiracy theory; would never happen in Western countries. Once again, Alex Jones was right. Urgent action to escalate our response in these communities. Immediately implementing a hard lockdown. That means residents of Injari and Rockhole no longer have the five reasons to leave their home. They can only leave for medical treatment in an emergency or if required by law. It's highly likely that more residents will be transferred to House Springs today, either as positive cases or close contacts. We've already identified 38 close contacts in Pinjari, and that number will go up. Those 38 are being transferred now. I contacted the Prime Minister last night. We are grateful for the support of about 20 ADF personnel, as well as army trucks, to assist with the transfer of positive cases and close contacts, and to support the communities. So, JV, uh, a couple things. Army trucks to transport the positives and close contacts. Um, he talked to the prime minister. So the prime minister's down with this and uh transferring the Halsels, Halsels, I think is what they called it. That is that huge camp that they built that they said was going to be voluntary for people who leave the country and come back, was not supposed to be used like this. But here we go.
0: Yeah, it's it's frightening. Uh, Desi's absolutely right, though. Uh, if there are people that are going to comply with this, then it's going to continue to happen despite the fact you've got thousands protesting it. You need more than just thousands. We've seen countries that have even. Um, well, let's. Let, we were earlier talking about the Soviet Union. The Soviet Union toppled in many ways because of the protests that started in Poland. And then, uh, expanded into other uh Warsaw Pact countries satellite countries countries behind the iron curtain and they just couldn't sustain it so when it can when protests can have that effect in countries that have complete authoritarianism complete communism then we haven't lost this yet but we just have to wake up and you're right about people in this nation who say oh look look at what they're doing in australia we have to start emulating some of that we we can't succumb to that and we ha- our voices have to get louder and stronger when that starts to happen i'm going to be honest here i didn't understand half of what that guy was saying I, I guess i don't i don't get the australian accent well enough i don't know but it was a little too thick for me to really completely <laughs> comprehend but i do know this this is australia's you know is a is a western democratic nation and we're watching this happen for a and i'm going to say it even though it, it offends the sensibilities of a lot of people, but for a serious flu-like illness. Yeah, people have died from COVID, but it is a serious flu-like illness. That was, by the way, released on us by the Chinese And who's protesting the Chinese right now? Nobody. I don't see anybody making those protests. Certainly not Joe Biden or the federal government. They let him off the hook when they were talking with Xi Jinping uh, last Monday uh, during a three-hour remote conference. And not once was the origins of COVID brought up. So when you have leadership like that, you're going to have people who are kind of wandering, looking for their own Path as to what to protest and what not to protest, and this is this is what we end up with. Uh, listen, nothing about this is is comforting. Nothing about this is okay. We just have to keep fighting against it, and hopefully, we'll 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 gain our senses here in the Western world, and we'll recognize how ridiculous this is.
1: All right, I got one more thing to go around, JV, and then give it back to you. So, so Desi, so uh, I follow Kyle Becker on uh, on Twitter. He's a great independent reporter. He's a I call him a kid, but he's probably in his late twenties, early thirties. He does great work. And he dug this little gem out. This is for, come on, baby. There we go. Uh, so this is from the American Heart Association warning. Patients had a one in four risk of severe problems after the vaccines compared to one in nine before. Uh, th- I, I, that's not how this is supposed to work, right? I thought the vaccines were supposed to uh, save us. But that's, and correct me with my math, that's like a
3: 50% increase of problems, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Kyle is a really good reporter. Um, yeah, I mean, well, let's. I mean, it's probably more than that to be honest. And they were saying before it was just a slight risk, very, very minuscule risk, right, of getting any kind of adverse cool. reaction to this. um You know, just like the breakthrough cases. There's not very. Many, we're just going to call them breakthrough because you know it's over half of the of the of uh, <laughs> these vaccinated and unvaccinated COVID cases. So. I don't know. I just think that overall this vaccine is gonna end up being unsafe long-term in anybody. I don't care if you're healthy, not healthy, obese, whatever you are, it doesn't matter this vaccine, nobody knows the long-term effects and we're finding out right now because it's been what a year now since they've come out almost. So this is long-term now and we're finding that out very quickly. So.
1: Yeah, very quickly. And, and,
3: and Chase, and then this
1: this piggybacks on an article I think we talked about when you were here about how the FDA wants to hold uh, all all research data for fifty five years. Um, FISA's, you know, yeah. whistleblower in time out for the about 300th the three hundredth anniversary of independence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so so and then, and then Kyle also put. So the thing I love about Kyle is that he he backs his tweets and his stuff up with sources. So uh, mm-hmm. this other tweet was it was in the thread. It says, recently with the advent of the MRNA COVID-19 vaccine by Moderna and Pfizer, dramatic changes in the pulse P-U-L-S, score became apparent in most patients. This report summarizes those results, and that's what he links to there, which you can go to his page, go to Twitter, go to, it's all there. It's even on his page, kylebecker.com. And then it says, we the summarization of this report, we conclude that the MRNA vaccines dramatically increased inflammation on the, boy, this is tough words for Brit, Endothelium, (laughs) endothelium, endothelium. Oh, it's close. Endothelium and T cells infiltration of cardiac muscle and may account for the observations of increased thrombosis, cardiomyopathy, and other vascular events following vaccine. And this is from a doctor, a doctor, not a doctor, doctor, not a fake doctor, but a real doctor that went to real schools that got really educated and knows way more than the YouTube twenty-something-year-old censors. Dr. Stephen Grundy. My point, my, my point to all this is, Chase, the facts are starting to come out and the numbers don't look good. Did the government, did Bill Gates just successfully mass inoculate the world and is going to shave off quality years or shave off years off the end of our lives?
2: Yeah, I don't know if it if it's Bill Gates or not, but one thing that really does occur to me, and it just kind of hit me again as you were reading that is why is it that the corporate media was so adamant and big tech about silencing any criticism or claims of symptoms associated with the mrna vaccines but with j and j it was inverted where like nine people had a blood clot and they shut down production for a couple of weeks do you remember that back in april when they did that and it seems very bizarre to me and and you know i know a lot of people are anti all vaccines and it's very it's very Tempting to be anti-all vac- all COVID vaccines just because the mandates are so inflammatory, literally and figuratively inflammatory, right? But, um, but it, it seems to me that all these claims or the vast majority of these claims are associated with Pfizer or Moderna. And I'm not saying that J&J is certainly safe. I don't know that it is or that it isn't. But why is it that, that they're pushing mRNA so hard and they're basically just acting like J- J&J is like the, the adopted little brother?
1: Well, I actually I actually, actually kind of know this answer because I looked into it. I was so confused. And Alex Jones summed it up. Alex Jones. Again, Alex Jones is fucking right. Um, the J&J <laughs> is different than when – yeah. There's the classical vaccine. then There's this brand-new RNA vaccine. Yeah. Uh, J&J is kind of in the middle. It splits the difference. So it's not this brand-new cutting-edge thing. It's in the middle somewhere. And right. J&J – has never gotten along with Fauci. And he is, J&J has called him out. There are are new, if you go back over time, especially back in the AIDS days, J&J did not give Fauci an easy ride. And Fauci's the one that was calling all the shots on this. And if you look at Fauci's and Pfizer's and Moderna's relationship, it's super cozy. It's been super cozy for a long time. All those CEOs and executives, they've all co-mingled. They've all been on the plane, too, to that island we're not allowed to talk about. Anyway, JV, um... I'm gonna just give that back to you because I threw a lot out there, and you, I saw you taking notes.
0: Yeah, what are the AIDS days? Just so I'm clear on that.
1: The 80s, oh, okay. late 80s. I right. just want to be 80s? sure what that time frame meant. Uh, here, here.
0: First of all, a couple things. Can you put that uh, that second Kyle uh, that Becker? Uh, screenshot yes. that you had there. I just want to clarify something just to make sure that we, uh, we're we going for accuracy. It looks to me like he, when you said the P-U-L-S score in his tweet there, I think he just has a typo because below it says the PLUS, P-L-U-S, cardiac test, just so okay. we know what we're talking about mm-hmm. there. I I have a couple of observations here. One of them struck me uh, from what Desi said because I I just started watching, and I don't know if anybody has seen this on Hulu, but uh, Dope Sick, I think it's called, and it's, it's a... It's a a, a mini-series or a docu-series about the uh, Purdue Pharma opioid epidemic oh, yeah. and how it was basically concocted and sold on the American people. One of the things... Uh, Desi said during her answer, she's talking about breakthrough cases, and that is exactly the terminology that they're using for COVID infections that appear despite the fact that you're you're vaccinated. They're calling them them breakthrough cases. In this docu series that I was watching, they were looking for a reason to sell opioids to people and to double their doses. They needed, and what they said in this thing was, "We need to come up with a medical excuse for doctors mm. to." Prescribe a doubling of the medication, this pain medication. So they came up came up with a condition called breakthrough pain. That's and that, for Oxy, right? And Oxy Oxycontin. Mm-hmm. And they used that diagnosis, which was created by Purdue Pharma, to double the the amount of this Oxycontin that, that was being prescribed for patients. So here we have breakthrough pain breakthrough in uh cases uh with covid I'm just I just saw that to be a little bit uh beyond coincidental there so that's one thing I wanted to mention second thing is when you talk about the way they're handling this vaccination thing why they're pushing it so hard why they're trying to make everyone uh fearful enough to take it and they're and they're creating mandates and all this stuff they're treating this vaccine effort much like they treat, the economic uh approach to 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 uh governing and I, and I know that sounds a little weird but it's 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 a it's a totalitarian communist approach they don't look at a vac- this vaccine and say the health benefits will convince people to take it on their own we don't need to mandate it we don't need to we don't need to enforce it people will see that it works therefore the, therefore they're, they'll want it and the private Marketplace, the the free market will determine whether or not you should have this vaccine, or you 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 decide for yourself. That's the way they look at economics right now. They they don't believe in the free market. They don't believe in the free marketplace of ideas. They don't be, believe in the free marketplace of economics, and they don't believe in the free marketplace of these vaccines, which I find interesting as well. Now, final thing I want to say: as this information starts to get released. And as people start to see that there's more danger associated with these vaccines than they are originally admitting to, what are they going to do, Chase, Desi, and Britt? They're going to turn around and they're going to blame Trump. They're going to say Trump created these vaccines. He did it in a hurry. And it's his fault. And they're going to do that about 2023, 2024 when the presidential election comes around. Uh, That's my prediction anyway. Move, picking up on something else that we've been talking about here, there is a, an organization out of Stockholm, Sweden, that says democracy is slipping away at a record rate, according to this intergovernmental body. Now, when I saw that headline, I thought, wow, thank goodness. Thank goodness yeah, somebody is recognizing <laughs> what's happening here. This, this study says a greater number of countries are sliding toward authoritarianism while the number of established democracies under threat has never been so high, according to the International Institute for Democracy and the Electoral Assistance uh, Group, and they, they released this report on Monday, they say, and again, this is where it starts to turn. They say populist politics, the use of COVID-19 pandemic restrictions to silence critics and a tendency for countries to mimic the anti-democratic Democratic behavior of others and disinformation used to divide societies are mainly to blame. According to this Stockholm based intergovernmental organization, two things in there concern me and I'll get to some details. But first, your thoughts, Chase. Populist politics. You can change that to read Donald Trump and mm. disinformation. You can change that to read. We need to censor people on Facebook, Twitter who don't agree with us.
2: Yeah, my first thought when I read a headline like like that is, uh, so what, democracy sucks, and we're not a democracy, and there's a reason we're not a democracy. Democracy would be if a mob was chasing a teenager and the mob had a right to kill that teenager. Right. So there's individual rights. which are supposed to trump mob rule. That's why we live in a constitutional republic, because our founders understood that individual rights trump the will of the majority, because you can't have democracy and minority right protections because a democracy is always majority rule. So this 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 worship of the idol of democracy to me is just is just really bothersome. But I understand the sentiment, right? They're saying that freedoms are going away and that that people are pushing for authoritarianism. But I agree with Steve Bannon in the claim that he made years ago that the future is populist no matter what. The question is whether or not it's populist in a right-wing way or it's populist in a left-wing way. And I think the reason that the left pushes so hard for democracy and worships democracy so much is because they know that they control the media narrative. So regardless of whether or not they have majority favor, through the propaganda machine that is corporate media, they can convince everyone that no one agrees with them. And so they can say it's democracy. They can convince people that everybody disagrees with them as individuals right and then they can have authoritarianism while tricking everyone into believing that it's because it's the will of the people right and i think that's really what's happening here
0: uh you've made the observation about democracy versus our system which is a republic a couple times uh, on the show and you're absolutely right i always say democracy is two wolves and a sheep voting on what's going to be for dinner uh, the minority right. always loses in the democracy. Uh, that's why we have a republic to protect the minority, and people don't seem to understand that as they sit there and and uh, chant for the elimination of the electoral college and other republic institutions that uh, protect us. Uh, another thing in this article, Desi, is that they they use examples like Afghanistan, which was recently taken over by the Taliban as an example of a loss of a democracy. They talk about Myanmar's February first uh, military coup. They talk about Mali, which suffered has suffered two coups since 2020 tunisia where the president dissolved the par- parliament and then, then then they go on a little further they say plus large democracies such as brazil and the united states which have seen presidents question the validity of election results
3: hmm. well that just goes back to the narrative of liberals right our democracy is being stolen from us it's getting taken from us right so really that article i think is more geared towards you know supporting like a leftist ideology right i mean that's what all you hear them screaming on twitter i mean it's just like a word they use all the time we're losing our democracy this is this is you know cr- crumbling our democracy this is that's all they ever say so in my like my number one response always back is to that is we are not a democracy we are a constitutional republic and that's not how we work and questioning an election has everything to do with that constitutional republic. The our constitution is built upon that. Like our whole country is built upon that. So to group us in with a democracy, I think is childish and not. Um, Nobody's knowledgeable in thinking that way. You know what I mean. So I think that article is actually geared more towards leftists, like showing how we're taking that away from them. Yeah not the
0: other way around so. yeah it, it absolutely is and this is also another indication that our public education system has not done its job to teach s- children uh, at the time what it means to be an american what it means to be uh, in a republic uh Britt, this is another very curious line in this article it says the COVID 19 pandemic has led to a surge in authoritarian behavior by governments we agree with that the study said that there are no there is no evidence that authoritarian regimes were better at fighting the pandemic despite chinese state media reports to the contrary why is that in this article that's weird to me there's no They're other mention narratives. of china there's no other mention of china in this whole thing but yet that line is in there
1: They're driving narratives They're driving narratives also who wrote that who wrote that can you see you know the, this
0: this uh this came from reuters I don't have the name of the uh, of oh, the reporter, but it came okay. from Reuters.
1: So what they're hoping is that, it, again, there there are things that happen, and it's just it's to get it into the ecosystem of the of the corporate driven media to give the talking heads on on uh, MSNBC or CNN the really whack job Joy Reid level ones. can grab that and then start pontificating on it and they can say well i read it in an official report in an official news organization and so they put these little landmines out there that to give each other cover it's it's almost like it's almost like a circular circular information thing they got going on you know i'm a talking head on cnn and i need to talk about something so hey hey buddy can you make sure you slip this line in so then it gives me something to talk about so that i don't look like a total asshole that they really don't care about that but or the reporter goes, hey, can you guys start talking about this so I can start writing about it? You know, it's this weird conglomerate of leftist mentality people within the corporate structure of media pushing these whack narratives to keep their overlords happy, which are the Bezos-level, Davos level billionaires that have this one-world order mentality and it all funnels back. It's super complicated. It's all these little tentacles go out, and this guy's doing that, and that guy's doing this and this. But it, they're not, like, talking to us. It's not like they get in a room around a big table and say, you do this, and I'll do that. And you'd, They just know what they have to do, and the blob moves. And that's what they're doing, and that's why they they drop these things in there. Um, maybe Reuters is trying to kiss China's ass. It could be that, too, because they want to get that next big market to get their articles into so they can make more money. Or maybe China's paying them. I don't know. Okay, the New York Times. Well, I I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure uh,
0: that line almost seemed to be like a token uh, criticism of China. Uh, it's 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 odd. But I do want to point out uh, again. We we listen to the left. How many existential threats to democracy, Chase, have we heard of in the last five years? Most recently, I think last week, the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict was an existential threat to democracy.
2: Yeah. Good riddance. It was an existential threat to democracy. And that's why it was awesome, (laughs) right? But but again, using the term in the sense that they mean it, they're saying that, you know, this was the the granting of permission for an individual to to murder uh, protesters. Right. They're saying this was an anti First Amendment thing. They're saying this was a hate crime. They're saying this was a race thing. And frankly, the facts don't back up anything that they've said and ultimately that's why he was found not guilty of every single charge, right? And they basically took like an average of a day a charge, the, the jury, right, in terms of deliberation. And it's, 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 I think people see through it if they have the time to pay attention. And honestly, that the left has been crying wolf so much about every issue, whether it's economic, whether it's inflation, whether it's climate change, you name it, they've been crying wolf for so long that even if they were telling the truth at this point, I don't think anybody would believe them.
0: I want to change the topic, Desi. Uh, there's an outgoing, and this has become a bit of a pandemic or epidemic among itself, is the number of uh, long-term sitting Democrats that have announced retirement. Uh, Jackie Spear, I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce her name, uh, calls, uh, is retiring. And on her way out, she's saying, we need to consider an age limit for lawmakers she's suggesting 75 years old what do you think of that
3: i'm all for it i mean what we got we got dang dinosaurs in there right now like i mean and some dinosaurs. of them you're like how are they still how are they still there like nancy pelosi you know i'm not even talking just on their side you know you have mitch mcconnell and they're all old as dirt and they really are and it's like Nancy gets up there or Jerry Nadler and he poops his pants like <laughs> on live television. I mean, maybe this age limit thing is not a bad thing. I mean, that's, I mean, you got, it's just not. And then, you know, their mind goes too. I mean, I know some people don't, but it does go. And you have people that are like Nancy Pelosi up there that are drunk all the time and you can't understand where they're saying.
2: Brits. No Yeah. You need to get that clip of Obi wan Kenobi from uh, Star Wars, where he's saying, uh, talking about Darth Vader, and he's like, "He's more machine than
0: man now."
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, yes. It's like by the time you're that old, you're practically hooked up to the ventilator. Brent, we've
0: talked yeah, about we, we've talked about this concept a couple of times in relationship to Joe Biden. Joe Biden's is clearly uh, not strong enough to lead this nation, and certainly not strong enough to lead the free world, uh, physically or mentally. And the idea of a lay age limit for the presidency has been floated, and now they're floating one for the Congress. They'll never pass it because there's too many that exceed that age limit, To that they want, and the leadership <laughs> exceeds it, so they won't support it. However, it's an alternative to term limits. What do you think is of it yeah. as an alternative to term limits?
1: You know, I, I I am a big believer of the age limit. I think 75, I think, is plenty good enough. You've been there long enough. Move on uh, again, but on the flip side, you know how many times have we said, "But if it's a good person and they're doing good work and they're still coherent, who are we to say no? You can't still do the job." So it's it's a weird double-edged sword. You know, the people vote for the representatives if they want a 91-year-old, you know, non-coherent, you know, it, Senator Diane Feinstein right now is struggling. She's 90 years old now. If you if you if you look at where she's at mentally now, she is a serious 90-year-old woman who is. Just as impaired as Biden, maybe more. Yeah, she's horrible. Um, Feinstein yeah. is but, no Einstein. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we voted for her in the state of California. So do maybe. we say no to that? Did I, you I, I, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, did I vote? No, no. Um, no, no, I mean she really wins. Yeah.
2: Feinstein. Oh, yes, yes.
1: Which yeah. Which is Feinstein. <laughs> uh yeah, you know, you're right. The the California elections are so dirty. I mean, they're beyond dirty. They're they're I I honestly believe Larry Larry Elder should be governor right now. I do have one observation though, going back to uh, the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. Um, I pray to God, I am praying for the irony that Kyle sues successfully, Joe Biden for the slander, and then takes all of Joe's grift money from China. That would be amazing. Yes. Yes. That's um, all I got okay. Uh I mean, I got more if you want me to take No, it. no,
0: no, no. I the reason Larry Elder could not win the gubernatorial uh, recall election in California was because of Diane Feinstein because she will not survive her term and there will be an appointed senator. And if it was a Republican governor, it would have been a Republican-appointed senator, which would have upset the balance Mm -hmm. in the Senate, and the rest is history. Uh, They couldn't allow that. No, they couldn't allow it. Uh, Chase, this uh, Spire or Spear, whatever her name is, had an idea talking about if it – because she was asked about, well, that would make Nancy Pelosi too old to serve. So Spear says, I have this fantasy. Why this is her fantasy, I don't know. But I have this fantasy that when Pelosi does decide to leave, whenever that is – She gets appointed as ambassador to Italy. Is that where Nancy Pelosi belongs as ambassador to Italy at 83, 84, however old she's going to be when she's no longer a congressperson?
2: I don't know. Why do we have so many damn ambassadors? (laughs) Like... I thought you needed like an ambassador when there was like a lot of heavy trade going on or like really complicated stuff or like a war. I don't understand. Do we have, a, do we have an ambassador to every single nation? I think like who's, the who's most, the, I'm sure, do we have an ambassador to Haiti or who's the, I, I don't know, like th- what's the, what's the most inconsequential nation in the world? Like maybe Luxembourg? Greenland? Like do we have, <laughs> yeah. Do we, do we have an ambassador to the Vatican? It's its own country, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah. So and we do. So. So,
3: I don't
0: know. I, if they, whatever. If they she, take her, she can go. If they, if they take her, <laughs> yeah. she can go. I know, right? We don't want her exactly here Exactly, right? I,
2: I would have no problem sending her to Italy, now, um, especially since the COVID outbreak was so bad there.
0: Does anybody know, and I don't mean to put anybody on the spot here, but does anybody know what the distinction of this Congresswoman is? Her name, again, is Jackie Spe- Spear or Spire. I heard of her. No. I don't. She was on the runway. Not a she was on the runway when Victoria's Secret no not that runway when the Jim Jones supporters (laughs) fired on and killed the congressman that was in Jonestown in Guyana to try to uh, rescue them she was she was his assistant or aide or something and she took five bullets from those gunmen and survived so that's a pretty cool thing about this particular that is cool yeah yeah you know, she didn't, she, she, you know, uh, if anybody is unsure what we're talking about, that's where drink the Kool-Aid comes from, um, from the cult, yep. the Jones. Jones. Yeah. So, um,
2: so, so we should make Nancy Pelosi the ambassador to Guyana. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> yes. yes. There we go. Yes. <laughs>
0: oh, okay. Let's see. Do I want to, you know what, Britt, do you have something else you want to go to here? Because I think I'm.
1: Yeah, I got some stuff.
0: Yeah. Go for it.
1: I got a lot of little stuff that just this, just uh, passion projects of mine. Okay, so uh, this little news story in the New York Post. I love this. Uh, armed father daughter duo march alongside at anti anti Rittenhouse protesters to protect them. I love this. This these photos went around from the leftists saying, "Oh, the Republicans, the the righties, the Trump, the mega, they're going to freak out. They're 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 this that." I love this, and so did everybody on the mega side. Two A is for everybody, left or right. It does not matter. They're exercising their rights. This is amazing to me, Chase. I love this that this father is teaching her his daughter. I'm assuming it's his daughter. His daughter about our constitutional rights and that we can protect each other. This is amazing to me. How do you feel about this when you see this, Chase?
2: Well, you know, one of the um, criticisms from the left toward the right, whether they're criticizing Republicans or libertarians specifically, is you're so selfish. You just want your rights protected you just want your property protected and the fact of the matter is that there is no one fighting for their own rights who isn't also either intentionally or inadvertently fighting for everyone's rights people think that how Rittenhouse, for example, is some white supremacist, and that everyone on the right is fighting for his Second Amendment right because they're racist or bigoted in some way. And the fact of the matter is that when the left goes after Second Amendment rights, they don't just go after those rights for white Americans; they go after those rights for every minority and every American, right? And so I think that this is incredibly inspiring that these these two people were involved in protecting uh, or protesting or whatever, exercising their Second Amendment right, regardless. I adamantly believed that if Kyle Rittenhouse had been a minority and not a white kid, that the right would have fought for him just as hard, if not harder, than they did. Uh, this, This has nothing to do with race. This has nothing to do with right versus left, frankly. It's not about winning politically, it's about exercising, having, and protecting sacred rights. And so, yeah, I think this is just an example of something that's inspirational and it shows the lack of hypocrisy from the right relative to the left.
1: Exactly. So, so Desi, I look at this photo and I see a father teaching his daughter how to protect herself. This young lady right here, as she grows up, will never, ever be dependent on a man. Never. she will be self-sufficient to protect herself because the gun is the great equalizer. The great equalizer that if you're small and petite and a six foot seven, like that NFL player that slammed his girlfriend around on video last week, a gun in this lady's hands will protect her from all of evil that's in the world if she's properly trained. And it looks like they're going down this road. I love this.
3: Yeah. I mean, I do too. I have multiple guns, so I understand. <laughs> um, <laughs> I go to the shooting range. Um I fully know how to protect myself. I was actually a victim of domestic assault and um, you know, I didn't have one at the time, but had I, it probably would have helped a lot. So um I see your point there and um, you know, it's uh it's for everyone. Like you said, it's it doesn't matter the color of your skin, the way you vote. The Second Amendment is for literally every American citizen. So it's a beautiful thing.
1: So JV piggybacking on that photo, I ran across this article and I've actually I've actually sent $500 to this late, to this girl's uh defense fund. So this girl, uh Kaiser's her last name. Uh this is the Kenosha Prosecuting Office, the same one that went after uh Kyle. Um She's 17. When uh Kaiser was 17, shot and killed her pedophile child sex trafficking uh person to escape. She killed a pedophile child sex trafficker to escape. She was wrongfully denied access to self-defense law and her case is on appeal. So the Kenosha prosecuting office that went after Kyle is going after this girl. And I got a couple questions. Number one, um, I'm an NRA member and I thought part of our membership went to a fund to help people who are being uh, wrongfully prosecuted. She used a firearm to protect herself. Don't we have a two way right To protect ourselves from aggressors. And I think that this is a golden opportunity for a big organization to go, I'm going to help this child out and get her proper legal representation so that she can use the self-defense argument against a sexual predator. I don't understand. This Kenosha prosecuting office really needs to be investigated from top to bottom, but not by the DOJ because they're just as corrupt.
0: Yeah, I don't know anything about this case. I get a little concerned uh, taking all the information from a tweet or whatever that was. But uh, where's the NRA been on anything? The NRA, I I know they had a bit of a scandal, uh, some kind of embezzlement thing going on. And I don't know if that has rendered them ineffective completely. They seem to have been completely silent on everything. And that's weird because they never used to be. They would stand up.
3: They're
0: what in Texas?
3: They're building here in Texas. They're building sure. like,
0: like building a new building. Is that what you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like
3: so, headquarters,
0: mm-hmm. so I don't understand why they've been so silent. Uh, they haven't spoken out about, uh, at least I haven't heard them s- uh, speak out about Rittenhouse, about the case you just showed us, about Alec Baldwin. I mean, there's so many things that their input would actually be kind of valuable right now, and they've been absolutely silent or silenced. I'm not sure which of the two it is. Uh, it could be. It could be silenced. Um, listen, when it comes to the Second Amendment, it is it is so crucial to our freedoms. Uh, We pointed it out earlier, the nations that are dealing with uh, uh, governments overstepping their authority. uh, What was the common thread between all of those nations? Uh, The common thread was they those citizens don't have the right to own and bear arms. However, having said that, I'm not completely comfortable with people walking down the street with guns like that. I I fully uh, respect their right to do it, but it just makes me, when we live in a nation where people feel like they have to do that, there is a bigger problem here. There is a much bigger problem that people feel they need to walk around armed like that. And we need to be talking about those problems. So, everyone who wants to own a gun should own a gun. Uh, It is almost a patriotic duty to be able to defend yourself against this government when it decides to overstep itself, and we've We've reached that in a couple of circumstances here. However, at the same time, we shouldn't have to live in a nation where we all have to walk around with guns on ourselves to feel safe. That is a bigger problem that needs to be addressed.
1: Um, I would agree that this photo and what, what those two were doing is the extreme side of the right. I'm totally cool with it. Uh, I, I am a big believer in constitutional carry that we should be able to con- be able to carry a concealed firearm. Uh, that to me it makes a lot more sense and. You know, the difference between your thought process and my thought process, I think, is where we live, JV. You live in a very safe area. I work in the shithole of okay, L.A. Well, you're not where... listening
0: to my thought process then because my process is in you shouldn't have to live somewhere in the United States where you feel like you have to be armed to protect yourself. Sadly, it's the case, and I think that you should do that if that's the way you feel. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just yeah. saying it's, it's a sad commentary yeah. that there are places in the United States yeah. where we feel like we have to carry a gun to, to um, be safe, and that's just in itself a problem.
3: I mean, I carry
0: mine when Um, I go to Dallas.
3: Dallas?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I carry mine. I have more, or do you want to take a run? In your living
1: room? (laughs) You have a very unsafe living room. (laughs) My dog bites. He bites. (laughs) I've got some fun stuff. Um, So, uh, Tucker Carlson is doing an amazing J6, um, what would you call it, documentary, I guess. On the J Series, the Purge yeah. and all that stuff. Hockey mm-hmm. series. And uh these two dip wits decided to quit. So Jonah Goldberg and Stephen Hayes, never Trumpers, always hated Trump. They are pro-forever war. They are the grifting class. Uh, they quit on principles because Tucker Carlson is crossing lines, Desi. Tucker Carlson is pushing this too far. So they're gonna quit Fox News and they walked out. Honestly, I think their contracts weren't getting renewed, but they're gonna walk out. And apparently they're going to either show up on CNN or MSNBC. So Desi, how, how strong are their principles if they're going to leave a station that is more closer to their principles and go collect another million dollar a year paycheck from stations that absolutely hate their principles? So how principled are
3: they? Get written. Like who cares? I, I don't even know who they are. So, um, you know, it makes no, no difference to me. I mean, Tucker has always been this way, so I don't, yeah, that that uh, excuse doesn't make any sense. They weren't getting their contracts renewed. That's that's where that was going. And you know, um, Tucker is the only person that keeps Fox alive, so they won't fire yeah, him. And if if it's a uh, if it's a conflict of interest, good riddance. Go go to the the sheep it's MSNBC. Nobody cares. Like, exactly. I mean, our many people are so?
1: they're just talking heads on Fox, but they're just very, uh, chase. They're just, they, they were the old guard Dick Cheney type forever war. Let's make money. Um, I, 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 I am so glad they're gone. Is this a, is this a net plus for Fox them leaving? Yeah. I mean, I, I think so.
2: It, it's hard though to say because I struggle with Fox because Fox isn't, it is a news network and I agree with their leaning but it's not an unbiased network right and i just i i miss the days where there was some at least semblance even if it was feigned of news just being reported like hey here's what happened <laughs> and I'm just, i am just i don't like the madhouse and I, I love tucker don't get me wrong but tucker's a right-wing dude he's not really a journalist i guess he is he looks into stuff and he, you know i love tucker i'm a fan but i wish tucker just would go out on his own and have an awesome podcast and do a right-wing podcast like a ben shapiro type thing it, it fox isn't really a news network at it, just just as CNN isn't a news network, just as MSNBC isn't a news work, I wouldn't necessarily call it propaganda, but it's it's a business that 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 brands and delivers information to its audience with its audience's biases in mind, right? And so, you know, I think it's a good thing for Fox that that these people are leaving uh, because it's going to make it's going to it's going to strengthen the integrity of their institution as a right wing information institution. But it, it's really hard for me. To use the term news to describe really any of the corporate media anymore, because it's not.
1: I would agree with that in general, but I would caveat the, the Tucker thing is that at least he posts his receipts. And he is kind of doing the podcasty thing, but it's on the Fox Nation app.
3: So you have to right. go to
1: that. Uh, so he so he is doing a more detailed thing there. And that's what this whole J6 thing, it's very deep dive into it, and it's on the Fox Nation app. Um, but at least Tucker, unlike unlike Rachel Maddow or Anderson 360. He posts his receipts that you can go read and then make your own mind up. That's what I love about him. One of the things I love about Tucker. Yeah. Plus, he's also just entertaining. Uh, JV, uh, <laughs> whatever you want to say on yeah. these two lovely individuals as you watch them.
0: Yeah, Yeah, these guys are inconsequential, and it is probably a contract thing. They probably asked for more money, aren't going to get it, and so they have to create some smokescreen for as to why they're leaving. Tucker Carlson's the most watched individual on cable news, hands down. Plus, he should be required viewing. Uh, He absolutely should be required viewing for every American, and particularly school-age kids. Uh, But you know what I find interesting, though, is – I was going through the list of, of these Never Trumper people, right? The ones that came to mind came to mind. And I had I got came up and I'm sure there's way more than this, but just the ones that came to mind were Kasich, Crystal, Christy, Kinzinger, Cheney, which is a C but it's ch And Christy Todd Whit. what's with the K sound and Never Trumpers. I'm starting to see a pattern here. <laughs> Communist. Yeah,
3: well, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Carl, Carl, Carl Martin. China.
0: <laughs> oh we is. may have just. We figured yeah, it out. We may have just figured it
2: out. Chia. Took
0: the Kaepernick pet.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, so did they make a Kaepernick chia pet? Oh. oh Hold on. Keep the it there. Pet keep right it there. Here. Look at that. That's amazing. Oh, no. I didn't even think they made those anymore. Watch me grow. <laughs> well, <I> should... <laughs> yeah, all right. it's like a Louis T K. bit. Yeah. yeah, all
0: right. I don't have anything else. Oh I think God. it's it's time to call it for tonight. Tomorrow night we've got the uh, Patriots roundtable. Who are we interviewing tomorrow night? And I bet we don't. Neither of us has the calendar up to tell.
1: The Doctor person... Michael Blus,
0: Bustler.
2: Doctor
1: Michael
0: Bolser Bustler. I think Bolser. Oh. B
1: U S L E R.
0: That would be Bustler. The S is before the L. Uh, And
1: he's talking about inflation.
0: Okay, yeah, we're talking about inflation tomorrow night. So looking forward to that. We also have a special program program coming up Friday during the day. We haven't decided on what time yet, but we're going to be doing a QVC kind of thing. We're going to be featuring a bunch of gifts. We're not selling them like the Donald Trump Chia Pet. We're going to provide links to them that people can get their conservative friends, their Trump-loving friends, their Biden-hating friends, or maybe biden loving friends that they want to rib a little bit or you know poke at a little bit so we'll be doing that during the day It'll we have be like it. 50 yeah it's gonna be fun 60 you're 60 it's going to be fun. Right now that'll be friday we'll know uh by by wednesday we'll know what time we're gonna do that chase thanks for being here desi thanks for being here love having you both on the program it was great to see you both i don't know i don't think either of you are scheduled to be back with us before thanksgiving so have a great thanksgiving both of you
1: you too
0: all right Britt. what do we need people to do?
1: We need you to smash like button, subscribe. Again, YouTube people, we're limited time over there, so make sure you're getting on either Foxhole or Rumble. Uh, I suggest Rumble or Foxhole uh, and set up in a little account. Get 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 your link there so that uh, when we disappear off of YouTube, which will happen at some point, you know where we're at. We're also on the podcast. Actually, our podcast numbers are through the roof right now. Yeah, I, it's terrific. I don't know what it's like. I don't know if we hit critical mass or something, but I cannot believe we have this many people listening to. Are ramblings but they like it so what the hell yeah i'm
0: still Moving a little on. offended um, that they don't want to look at us but that's okay i'm, I'm just saying that just yeah, as, a, yeah. as an uh, aside
1: I mean, as long as i can look at myself <laughs> <Yeah>. i'm good <laughs> just, just, just keep listening uh you know we've also got a couple more uh subscribers some uh the monthly thing thank you so much for the support people we really appreciate it we do it's going to help us buy better software get better packages yeah
0: all right before we get ourselves <laughs> into any more trouble tomorrow night patriots roundtable 10 p.m eastern